So tell me, what do you see? On this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll discuss refining our vision, share my sit-down with Broadway dance sensation Joseph Carella, and much, much more. So snuggle in and get comfortable for this grind right now. family greetings and welcome to the grind to find Tarala Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. This episode today is one that keeps coming back around. This conversation keeps coming back around. And so anytime it keeps coming back around, I feel like, hey, I probably need to talk about this openly. (laughs) I cannot be the only one that keeps coming across situations where the vision that we may have or that I may have for myself is being challenged or or put into question in some type of way. You know, because I'm a firm believer in life being a test. God always having a test for us to see whether or not we're where we need to be. And if we're not, if we're connected, then we know that there's work that needs to be done. So let me get right into it, y'all. Let me get right into it. So uh, as you heard, on the opening of this show, I was talking about, or I asked about what exactly is it that you see? And this is important because I had a situation recently where I had someone who I became acquainted with some time back, and this person wanted to connect and do some different things together, which I'm always open to. Um, We got the opportunity to get connected and to do some things together. And there was just some areas in which there were some different when it comes to alignment, what each one of us were aligned to do and uh, our perspectives, our uh, core beliefs on some things. And so this particular thing uh, ended up not working out. Uh, Amazing person, nothing against the person. You know, sometimes you can just have things that for whatever reason at a space and place and time, they don't fit. And so if they don't fit, I believe, you know, if it doesn't fit, don't force it, just relax and let it go. That is a song. (laughs) I can't... (laughs) You, I don't know. I can't remember right now what the song is. My brain does that sometimes. But anyway, uh, the circumstance was one where the choice that this person had made or, or actually the way that I was approached about the situation where was there was not full disclosure on the front end of what this person's expectation was from me. It was kind of like, hey, you know, let's connect. Let's make this thing happen. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking that's the extent of it because keep in mind, uh, this person and I have had some some conversations uh, a few times before, you know? Um, And so then it's like, it was like a bait and switch thing. It was one thing on the front end. And then when it was actually time to connect, then I became aware that there was a whole lot more to it on the back end. And for me, um, the transparency piece is important. And I think to a lot of you listening too, I think that uh, any of us like would like to go into a situation where we know exactly what's going on up front. And so, um, yeah, that just, it just didn't sit right in my chest. But I will say that I have mad respect 
for this person because this person is just a class act, a genuinely good person. I think that um, what happens is we get used to doing things in a certain way to try to accomplish a goal or to meet an end. And sometimes we can get disconnected from who we are and who we want to be. Because there's, there, there should always be, this is at least what I believe and a standard for myself, there should always be a connection to who I am that comes before anything that I want to accomplish, what I stand for. That should always be at the forefront. But I think sometimes when you're in this grind, you know, and that's the reason why I love talking about people's grinds on the show and defining your grind on your own terms. This is the reason why defining your grind is so important because we can put our heads down and get to doing work and just seeking opportunity and looking for different ways in which uh, we want to move to make something happen. And sometimes some of the ways in front of us will challenge who we are, who we say we are, and what actually we want to be, who we want to be during the course of making these things happen. And so what I did is uh, because I I respect this person and anyone that, that I connect with, I automatically have respect um, unless I'm shown that it should be different. <laughs> and even still, I wouldn't be disrespectful, but it's, you know, it's just note to self. But I was completely and totally candid and transparent with exactly what I saw, um, why this situation was not going to be a good fit for me. Uh, however, I still had the utmost respect for this person and it didn't change my uh, my opinion about their gifting and what they're doing is just that aligning was not the best fit for me and i have to say the most beautiful thing about the situation was the person's response which let me know that you know maybe the disconnect was just in um who you align yourself with you know sometimes that the people that we align ourselves with are not necessarily people who are, who are in alignment with who we are spiritually you know, that, that's a thing. <laughs> there are lots of folks out there who offer advice. And this is in any area of work. I'm not just talking about within the space of what I do with, you know, coaching and speaking. And I'm a professional writer, authoring now the podcasting. Um, I do a lot. <laughs> I do a lot of things. Uh, as I mentioned before in previous episodes, I'm a former recording ar artist, an indie recording artist and and writer and all this kind of stuff, poet, all this kind of stuff. So I, I do a lot of different things. I'm not talking about on that side. I'm talking about people who align with who we are spiritually and the foundation, the very core of our identity in God and who we are as believers. So anyway, don't want to be rambling, but getting back to this whole idea of our vision. This is the reason why this is so very important and it, it's critical for us to take a space of intentionality where we do self-checks to make sure that I don't care what we do, what our goals are, whatever the processes may be that we have in place to get to those goals, that we're always staying connected to why we are. And it's all about knowing that, knowing thyself, excuse me, in that way. You know, because a lot of the times we know of ourselves, but we don't really know the core of who we are. And, and let's face it, that's an evolutionary process. If you get to a space where you say, okay, yes, I'm clear about this. This is what I stand for. This is who I am. 
it's not that that belief system will not change. It will broaden as we grow and as different things in our life come about that are being presented that we've never seen before, we've never done before. Sometimes you're so busy shifting to make space for what's going on around you that you can accidentally get lost in a space or I'll say, I'm sorry, disconnected, (laughs) which eventually will lead to being lost, disconnected from the core of who you are. So let me make sense of this just a little bit when it comes to vision and actually taking the time to get to know thyself, what I mean by that. So I'm gonna share with you a few things that came to mind when I was thinking about this, this particular topic. So many times we're, we're taught with all the stuff with who you are, who you are, who you are, who you are, who you are. Well, for me, I think that it's really impossible to be clear about who you are if you haven't really taken the time and um, plotted out that open prayer space for why you are. It's all about knowing the why, because when you understand why you are, then the who just kind of, of, of comes, you know? And that's, I think a lot of the times, this there's so much of the way that we flow in this world, it ends up putting the cart before the horse, so to speak, like my grandmother used to say back in the day. You know, um, we're born to get into the who. And when it comes to identity, that is how we can end up with the skewed value system. Because if you don't know why and you're looking for who, then that's what could make you actually start to do different things to discover the who, different things outside of yourself. For example, for people whose identity is tied up in their title, uh, people whose identity is tied up in accolades from school, how many different degrees or designations they have, people whose identity is is tied up in uh, money, um, relationships, you name it. There, There are lots of different things. There's a quest for that who. So that who, it's easier because we're physical people to go about trying to put a seal on that that's outside of ourselves when actually if we're starting with the why, that's an internal thing. The why you are, the reason why you were created, that takes a whole lot more time than who. You can put a stamp on anything and make it who. you know. And then it also, the, the next thing that I thought of was trusting his voice within you or that which is greater. And the reason why I added that which is greater because I respect the fact that there are some people who listen. Um, This show is about spirituality, not um, coming from a religious space, even though I firmly believe in the Holy Bible. I believe in uh, the scriptures within the Bible. I believe that it is the living book, but I respect the fact that some folks may see and feel about that differently. So no matter what your belief system is, trusting that voice within us when we're going for that, through that journey to discover this why we are, flip it from the who to the why, especially if you're not clear what that is. The true north, that barometer from within, that um, intuition from within, that's what's going to be that space that pulls like a magnet toward that why. We have to trust that. We have to trust that because if we don't, when I felt that thing in my chest that said, nah, this isn't a good fit, not just for me, but I I, um, am very aware and I take great care with the people I choose to align with because I have people who align with me because they they uh, are connected to who I am and what I stand for and that's extremely valuable to me so I don't want to be aligned with anything where someone would take for granted that it's like a vouch 
I'm vouching for someone. Um, and that's not something that is going to be good for people who follow me. So I'm, I'm definitely aware of that. So trusting that voice from within is huge. And I have to admit, it's taken me some, some time to get to a place where I submit to that most of the time. <laughs> it's not perfect. I've said before, I'm a work in progress as I feel like we all are, you know, but that's one of those things. The next thing I thought of is embracing the unknown. Here's the thing. It's comfortable for us to want to branch out and do something that's different, that's new, that's completely and totally unique. Even just from our perspective, forget about everybody else. We all say we want that thing until it's time to actually go out and do that. Then what's the first thing we do based on fear? I know I've done it because th there's not much of anything that I speak about on this platform that I, I haven't been faced with. What's the first thing we do? We go to try to find who's done it before and what it looks like for them. We are, we're we're looking for a, a, a template, okay? And that's okay. I, I don't believe that there are situations where we need to reinvent the, the wheel necessarily. However, I think that looking for a template for something is one thing, but deciding that you're going to allow a template that you've seen to now become a box that you put yourself in is a completely and totally different thing. If you're looking for some ideas of what something would look like, if there's something that's similar to something that you want to do, cool, cool beans. But at the end of the day, in embracing the unknown, then you understand that this that you're seeing is just a rough draft to give you an idea. And this is a rough draft of someone else's journey, someone else's vision, someone else's calling. It's not yours. It's just a rough draft that's meant to maybe give you a space um, of orientation to get you oriented. But at the end of the day, if we're really and truly taking the time to get to know ourselves and we're trusting our intuition, his voice from within, and then we come to the space of unknown, then we have to understand that as we start to build on our thing, whatever our vision is, whatever our calling is, even if you're still trying to figure that out, there are gonna be plenty of aspects of it that end up not looking like anything else that you've ever seen. And that should actually be exciting. The next thing is defining our values based on our God identity. Now I touched on this a little bit when we first started off when I talked about, when I mentioned uh, knowing the why as opposed to um, chasing after the who, because in knowing the why, you get to understand the who of who you are. Our values based on God identity is so important because values based on God identity are based on internal factors and not external factors. External factors are always going to change. They ebb and flow. Now, yes, things within us ebb and flow as well, but with connection to the word, there is some way to have some type of divine orientation and um, alignment with those things, that's almost impossible when you're dealing with things that are external. So understanding what your value system is and basing your decisions that you make, people that you align with, things that you do on those internal facts are always going to be a safe, safe, safe place to be, much safer than anything else. The next thing on the list is integrity is everything and it's always. <laughs> you know, the, the old saying, um, uh, stand for something uh, or you'll fall for anything. I would say stand for your something so you don't fall for anything. And what I mean by yours is um, there have been times, now this particular thing doesn't apply to me, but I've actually uh, experienced it firsthand when people will take a stand for something and become connected to it and actually have, uh, and when I say connected, I mean emotionally. They're emotionally invested in whatever that thing is, but it's something that they're connected to 
that they got from someplace else. Their passion ignited based on other things that they heard, things that they saw, connections to people that they know and love and care about. But it really wasn't something that they got connected to 100% because of their own belief. Those things are dangerous. If I'm gonna stand, I want it to be for my something. My something that I've taken the time to get connected to based on my own understanding, based on my own facts, based on all of those things. Because if I'm connected to it for my own reasons, then I'm less likely to be falling for anything because when you're connected to it for your own reasons, you take the time to vet it, to make sure that it makes sense for you. And then one of the last things I wanna say is, um, it's been said lots of times, throughout the course of time, you know, fake it until you make it. I've never liked that, <laughs> I've never subscribed to that. I, I understand what it's supposed to mean. And in one context, it could be that, A, you might not necessarily believe in what it is that you're doing. And, and uh, well, I'll say this, not that you don't, well, sometimes people don't believe, but I, I think what I'm trying to say is there might be something that you want to do and you're trying to move forward, but there's some fear, there's some uncertainty. Of course, there's some doubt. There are some naysayers. There's probably some negative self-talk, but you want to move. You want to move. You want to move. So the fake it till you make it thing in the context that I understand was one of those things that, um, you know, you just go ahead and do it and eventually it'll all come together and you'll start to believe it because you'll start making progress. That was my understanding. I was talking to somebody the other day and they told me something completely and totally different that I hadn't heard before. That's like a completely and totally different rabbit hole that I'm not gonna go down. But anyway, that's my understanding. I don't believe in that. I'm gonna take a quote from my book, The Ultimate Release, that I love, not just because I, I wrote it, but it popped into my mind as I was writing. And I really do think that it was a gift from God. And that is why fake it until you make it when you could be it and live free in it. That's the thing. I don't feel like any of us out there have to be inauthentic with anything. I really don't. I think that it is okay to go into any situation with those vulnerabilities, with those fears, with it just being kind of ugly and tatted sometimes. But you're going into it ugly and tatted and being truthful about the fact that it's ugly and tatted. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like anything that it's not. It's okay for us to not have every I dotted and T crossed right now because the movement is what's gonna make it where we can dot the I's and cross the T's and put all of these things together. So I think that it's okay to allow the process of us being um, imperfectly flawed as we go through the growth process. You know, because that, that's life. We're always going to be in a space of growing. And I think that the journey is one that we can enjoy much more when we take off the added weight of having to pretend like things are one way when they're really not, you know? So that that's what I'll say to that. I think the real beauty in the journey for all of us is the diversity of our journeys. If you are around a bunch of different people doing a bunch of different things and nowadays we are because everybody has their thing that they're doing you know when you're around people doing a bunch of different things and you're around different degrees and, and shapes and sizes of greatness and you get to witness we're privy to each other's journeys and the uniqueness of those journeys and the way in which success for each one of those journeys is going to be shaped along the way that's the beauty in it if our focus is more on connecting and knowing what our why is so that we can get to understand the who 
when we're able to trust the voice within us, that intuition, that intuition, I'm sorry, and embrace the unknown. Be excited about the fact that I'm going to be doing and creating something that's never been seen before. And in doing that, we're able to continue to grow our value system based on our God identity. If we're closer to the things within as the truth of who we are, then it's a whole lot harder to be misguided by the things that are outside of us. And then always, always, always allowing yourself to cling to and stay in alignment with what integrity is for you. Listen, there are going to be a lot of people that we're all going to come across that are going to want to align with us and that we're going to want to align with. There are going to be lots of people who have carried some sticks and thrown them away. My grandmother used to say that I carried that stick and threw it away. You just picked it up and it's a new stick to you. And I'm like, well, I'll be dogged. That's a good one. Yeah. Because come to think of it, I done thrown some sticks away. But anyway, I'm going, <laughs> let me come on back. But we're always going to be around folks who have thrown some sticks away that we've picked up, traveled some roads, you know, that we've, that we're currently going down and they've passed that mark. And especially when we see things that look like what it is that we want for ourselves, we have to be careful with taking advice and just taking on aspects of someone else's journey simply because it looked like it worked for them, but it doesn't feel like the best fit within us. Doesn't make what they're doing negative or bad. It's just simply, if it doesn't feel right, it's just simply not a part of your journey and who you are. And I think it's okay to be okay with that. And all that means is that your time may not be exactly when you want it to be with God. You may want right now, but God might want a little bit later. And embracing that is completely and totally okay. And then um, knowing that you don't have to be fake. You can be flawed and still be fabulous along the way. So that's what I wanted to share with you about vision and really taking the time to get to know ourselves, know yourself on a deeper level because at the end of the day it will save you on the front end from heartache on the back end all right all right coming up next after a brief break i'm going to be stepping into the studio with the broadway sensation joseph corella when you talk about knowing thyself joseph has a story or some stories that he's going to want to share with you. You are not going to want to miss this. Hang around. Holy Ghost, I'm so grateful. God, you know you did the most. Created her for me, Lord, you know I have witnessed your glory All this favor you showed me When you gave it to me I had to learn what to do with your blessing Now I know That a man who findeth the wife Finds a good thing So every time I think of her I'm thinking you when I give my love to her, I'm thanking you. Love 
loving her like Christ loved the church Cause you told me to Yeah, she a messy on your glory Sometimes it don't feel like I'm worthy But I'm under your covenant so I ain't worried I'm just thanking you When I think of her, I'm just thanking you When I give her love, I'm just thanking you Married and in love, I'm just thanking you you, you, when I think of her, I'm just thanking you. When I give her love, I'm just thanking you. Married and in love, I'm just thanking you. You, Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Read it to me, tell me what it says. I know that you don't make mistakes. So if it's in the book, then it must be okay to love her. No, I'm not ashamed. Like a wedding night, I pray, oh yeah Yes, a man who finds it, the wife finds a good thing So every time I think of her, I'm thinking you And when I give my love to her, I'm thinking you Loving her like Christ loved the church, cause you told me to yeah, she a messy on your glory Sometimes I don't feel like I'm worthy But I'm under your covenant so I ain't worried I'm just thanking you I don't understand why we can't talk about being in love with the one he gave us He know what he was doing Cause she was his greatest creation So I, I hope that you don't mind when I testify the once over to inspect, correct, and try to perfect my imperfections? A shift, pull, tug, or cover-up was in play for those sections that needed to be hidden. And I ain't talking only about what could be seen in a mirror. Hell, that reflection, muddled and heavily soiled by the lies broadcast that I chose to own. So much so I disowned my birthright and labeled it inferior. The lies that defined what value should look like and be, value that never belonged to me because I had no clue. I was what I sought. But since I bought the vision of less being more, I inadvertently waged a war during peacetime, increasing the time I wandered in darkness, looking for the cure from my captor. After signing myself up for certain death, 
on the day of the rapture, see, I had become their captor while being unaware I wasn't free. This is why I sought solutions from the same source who imprisoned me by occupying space in my mind. Turns out being blind was my choice. I was no victim. I chose to deny the calling within my soul for answers that lay well beneath the surface. I determined what my curse is. When I cursed my creator by choosing to try on suggestions for wholeness from fragmented man and fragmented lands, wielding deceptive plans and an agenda that needed the needy, greedy, lost, impatient, and excitedly distracted. The ones who reenacted chaos because it's easy, even though the expected results kept them queasy and broken. The lost have become tokens to be played by the puppet master who sit and marvel at disaster that pay dividends while each day we become closer to an end we don't want to own. So back then, as I stood in front of that mirror, all I could do was spot check. I allowed my eyes to scan and memorize every inch of me that didn't fit their mold. Of course, I was never told they didn't even fit the mold they sold me. There was no label disclaiming to buyers after purchase you chip away pieces of your identity and soul. That you'll step from your pedestal as royalty and diminish the very value of your melanin. See, they knew before you, you are black gold. Because I am his and he is me, I met the bottom in these lands. And at the bottom I raised my hand to be helped from the pit I'd chosen only to be met with judgment and silence as my mental reel replayed the violence of my declarations of self-hate. I guess I deserve this fate as it was a part of my purchase, so maybe I should lay and wallow. Then, my soul, called by a gentle whisper, reminding me there's more than one path to follow. Daughter, you raised one hand, but will you raise both, the voice asked of me. This was the first time I realized I wasn't free, but could be, because I am his and he is me. Just as I chose to stand before a mirror and pick which parts of me were worthy of scrutiny, I could choose to take in the glory of his creation, all of me. The second time I stood before that mirror, I knew I was not alone because I had chosen to take the walk with him. I chose to ask his solutions and blocked off outside offers. So this time, as my eyes scanned my naked body from head to toe, I was amazed how distorted the first time was. I was flawed perfection, and the most beautiful parts were the sections deemed unsalvageable before. It's amazing how choosing to look through the lens of God cures self-hate and delusions of grandeur. It's just that simple. When he is the first choice with no room for alternatives, hopelessness will fade. In being dedicated to the hardest work one can ever do, the inside work, your reward is the ultimate source and resource coming to your aid. The lies that we play in our minds eventually become the truth we live and dress up to disguise our pain. Insane, but true when we lose connection to our God identity. When I reconnected to her, then he and I could vibe again. It's never easy with God as my best friend, but neither is the latter. And since my soul is all that matters, I'm all in.
Trump keep lying. He's a reason for racism, sexual assault, and senseless violence. There's no denying that it's kind of hard to keep the faith. I just need a little more help, so I'm calling on my saints. Let's go, let's go. But my real saints, yeah, we taking over. But my real saints, yeah, we taking over. But my real saints, yeah, we taking over. They think we playing games, nah, we ain't joking. But my real saints, yeah, we taking over. Calling all my real saints, oh yeah, we taking over. Okay. It's time for us to get on our job, playtime is over. Ain't no time for joking, we gotta remain focused. With Jesus on our side, no need for hocus pocus. The devil think he's so ferocious, out here roaring like a lion. But I hope he know he's still going down just like the lion. Hit him hard like Tyson, okay. oh yeah, it sounds so frightening. Put on the whole armor of God before you start fighting. All these politicians lying. Gun crime keep on rising. You got fools shooting up schools, innocent children dying. With all these parents crying, it's kind of hard to keep the faith. I can't do this by myself, so I'm calling all my saints. Let's go. Let's go. Where my real saints, yeah, we taking over. Where my real saints, yeah, we taking over. Where my real saints, yeah, we taking over. They think we playing games, nah, we ain't joking. Where my real saints, yeah, we taking Using his dance, theater, and fitness background, Joseph Carella has traveled the globe, spreading this love and understanding of the importance of movement to such places as Japan, France, England, and Canada, as well as dozens of cities across the United States. Joseph's connection to movement started in his early childhood with extensive training in jazz, tap, contemporary, and ballet. At 13, he became a member of the famed choreographer Marguerite Derrick's prestigious dance company, Tremaine Teen Company, and shortly thereafter appeared in Disney's Geppetto alongside pop superstar Usher. He debuted on Broadway and All Shook Up and subsequently toured the U.S. with productions of Grease and West Side Story. Other theatrical credits include Surf the Musical, Cats, Altar Boys, and Guys and Dolls, to name a few. Joseph has been featured as a choreographer in the hit HBO special A Quinceanera Story, as well as being featured on NBC's The Today Show promoting his HBO doc. He teamed up with fitness guru Casey Ho of Blogilates and Pop Pilates creator for a YouTube collaboration seen by 4.4 million of her followers. Joseph's proudest accomplishment to date is creating 567 Broadway, an all-levels dance fitness class. The idea was born out of 
Joseph's desire to create, encourage, and provide an inclusive sense of community where everyone could have a safe space to dance and start their fitness journey. Like many who operate in excellence, there's always a story behind their grind. So when I sat down with Joseph, I was interested in learning who he was before achieving all of his success and how he sees things today. So, Joseph, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and chat with me today. How have you been? I mean, so good. It's actually, you know, it's been really good. We're moving forward. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes, I am, too. And so, you know, I I have to get into um, since it's the holiday season and all, I bet. With 567 Broadway, you have some things going on, but I don't want to put the car before the horse. (laughs) Not just yet. I want to get into a little bit more about you because you have a very interesting story. You've accomplished so much. And one of the things that I found really fascinating was the fact that you started dance at the age of seven. Yes. And you mentioned how dance has been wonderful for your body as well as your mind. we, We all know that dance can be great for your body. Absolutely. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, what dance has meant for you. It seems like it has been probably therapeutic for you. How has that worked for you throughout throughout the years, having dance as that place of escape for mm. you? I mean, it's been life-saving. I'm really grateful that I, I was able to start dance at seven. Uh, when I started dancing, there was not I didn't have, there was not many male dancers at the time. Like there was no TikTok. So there was, you didn't get, you didn't see a lot of examples. There was no YouTube uh, at the time. And so, uh, but I'm really glad I was able to. And from there, I have literally been dancing through life ever since. And um, it has helped me so much through um, the many magical moments of my life, but also the really, dark moments and this when I was terrified or scared dance was I'm so grateful that I had dance and the arts to help me through because I would not be sitting here if, if it weren't for that I know that yeah that that is that is amazing and then uh for those of you who are not familiar with Joseph and his work I'm gonna give you all the information so that you can check him out because it's clear when you see your movement it's you this is a passion for you you're you're telling a story hmm with everything that you do. And I wanted to I wanted to talk about that passion. Folks are always talking about finding your passion. Yeah. Now, clearly dance is a passion for you, but would you say that you knew that the passion that you had for dance was connected to your purpose or is that something that came later? Hmm. Yeah, I think I instinctually knew I, I mean, I kind of, I personally, I feel like we all kind of, we, there is a purpose for our journey here. It's kind of confusing and slightly scary at times to understand that. But um, I know for me, I really did feel, yeah, I felt connected to, to it. I don't know what it, I, it's, a, it, it has always been a spiritual experience for me. Dance has music. I remember listening to um, Nat King Cole when I was young. I had, I loved I love oldies. I think it's because my family grew up on oldies. We had a jukebox. Uh, and so I love oldie music and um, Nat King Cole, Stardust. I remember just like lying in my bed and listening to that song and like overwhelmed with emotion and feeling. But there what it felt, I felt connected to that. And I felt like this is what I'm supposed to continue doing. And I have been very passionate about it ever since I was a kid. 
um, because I wasn't necessarily forced to go to dance class. <laughs> My parents probably would have been like fine, uh, like if I didn't want to. Uh, but I, I really wanted to, I really wanted to continue my journey with that. And it's evolved and grown so much, but I have been dancing in many different capacities as a professional dancer, performing myself to choreographing, to teaching. Uh, there's been so many, uh, ways to get dance out there on different platforms. And so it's been, it's been a journey, but yes, since (laughs) long story long, yes, it has been something that my heart that has told me that this is what I should be doing. You know, the universe is like, this is what you're, you should be doing. Keep going. So what, what, what was something that happened in your life? Because knowing that dance was a passion and knowing that it's something that you're supposed to be doing connected Mm -hmm. to your purpose at what point, what, or was there an event, something that happened that said to you that, okay, this is not just a passion for me. Hmm. I'm supposed to use this to help other people. What happened that made you make that connection and start to go in that direction with what you do? Yeah. There, the one thing that really was eye-opening to me, I grew up in a Christian private school, and I went to a public school in seventh grade. And I, once I went to that public school, I was bullied so much uh, there. And the thing is, is that I was really, I loved what I did. So no one was going to take that away from me. And there was this one guy uh, that was horrible to me. It was like, out of, like, I can see it still. I can see us in PE uh, in, the, in, the, in the locker room. It was like out of a movie, like changing and him yelling at me and calling me all these horrible names. Uh, and me tying my shoe, I see, I see me tying my shoe, and totally, I, I could hear the universe tell me, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't engage. Uh, I have to admit, as an adult, like I don't know where that. I mean, I'm glad I listened to my heart and did not engage. And uh, with this, I, I long story long <laughs> again with this, but I'll get to the part where he wound up apologizing to me. Uh, the end of that year, like close to the middle of the year. And he said, you know, the reason I was, I was so mean to you is because um, I want to dance and you were doing something mm. that I want to do. And it's always, this moment has always stuck with me for the rest of my life. And because it is, was a powerful moment. It was a learning lesson, not only for me, but for him as well. And he said, I'm, I want to dance. And, uh, you know, I want you to say, it's okay for me to dance. Is that okay? I feel mm. like he felt, you felt, he felt bad. He felt bad. And, um, I said, yeah, absolutely. Obviously I'm like, their dance is magical. I'm glad he found the mat. He listened. He found the magic. And, uh, he want he's a professional dancer now and you know he wow. yeah which is so that to me is a moment of when you listen to your heart uh and you you try to push through all of that stuff there is there's a there's a purpose and that to me was that's there's that moment was like there's a purpose so keep going because this is just one out of thousands of things that are going to occur that you have to keep going and ultimately it is to help people what I do is in many different ways from performing on stage to entertaining to helping, you know, actors find movement in a secure way to teaching dance fitness to people that have never danced before. There's a purpose, but it overall, the purpose is helping people in many different ways. Absolutely. And, you know, what, what I heard in that story was that young man back then was looking for permission. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For some reason, he felt as though he didn't have permission and we talked before, and uh, you left me with so many things, but just in you saying that 
Has there ever been a time in which you felt as though you needed permission? And what did you do to train yourself to push past fear and give yourself permission Mm. to do what it is that you want to do? That's a great, that's a great question. That's something I still continue learning all the time in a way. It's a roller coaster. I think life is a roller coaster ride of many different lessons we're going to all learn along the way. I'll never stop learning for the rest of my life. And I know I always say like when in doubt, dance it out. And it's because it's true. And it's, it's, I have to, some, I have to make the, the, the choice to get up and move when I don't feel like moving. And, um, you know, I know for me, I just continue to have to really listen to my heart and push through. Uh, there's tons of layers to move through in life. You know, I, 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 for me, I've had really, I had to go to therapy for a while. I, but, and it was something that I at first didn't have access to in a way, but like once I had access to and was like, okay, you need to, there's some stuff you need to go, uh, and do and work on with a professional. And I'm so glad I did that because there was a time as I was performing professionally that I was dancing for others. I was, look at me, I'm doing this big job. Look at me. I'm because I had learned not only from that moment in seventh grade, not only was that I did learn some really positive things like continue to stand for who you are. But what I also learned Mm -hmm. too in seventh and eighth grade specifically was dance for them to like you dance because, Mm. because I went from being hated to being loved because of what I did. And that was a really weird because I was I had showed myself. I said, "Look, I am good at what I do. I love what I do, and I'm I'm proud of where I am." When I started showing people that, and then it started switching. People were like, "Oh my yeah, you are good at what you do." And then they started being like, "Well, dance for me." At least that's how it felt from my perspective. But also too, I I learned something, and it's you know, and I knew I was gay at a young age. So like then there was just another layer and all these things, but dance was the thing that I was like, well, I want to fit in now. So I'm going to dance for you and you're going to like me because I dance for you. And I have, that is, that took some, some time, um, in my, I would say, you know, after performing professionally for a moment, I was like, I really need to start dancing for me again. I can tell I'm not, I've made a lot of choices in my life to dance for others. So, you know, again, dance overall has been a safe space, but yeah, there was mo- a lot of moments and I even, you know, still, I think it's a, it's a constant work. Uh, you have to, for me, I have to work at it <laughs> to be like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, why, you know, I, it's to, to, there's a purpose and to hold on to that purpose because otherwise it can get really diluted with ego in a way. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you have a talent like the one that you have and come on we we live in a day and age where people they love athletes yeah come on now yeah you, who doesn't, an, who doesn't an like when someone tells you better than a brain <laughs> right <laughs> athlete is better than a brain surgeon i know <laughs> i know we have very weird yeah the how the role models in life you know and some are really you're like oh. you know and athletes don't get me wrong athletes are like the amount of work uh but also too yeah. like just the the i think it is a matter of like, why do, why in our lives, why are we making the choice we are? Is it for praise or is it because of being of service and helping others? And I really, um, you know, I've, I, again, for me, I've had to work on that. I know for the rest of my life, 
I will have to continue working on that. So I don't want to be like, yeah, and I'm so good at being of service, but I have to constantly remind myself as we're having this conversation, it's really good. That's why I love having conversations because it is a good reminder to say, hey, what do we, what am I, what can I do today to be of service, not only in my career, but in, in, in what I do professionally, but in, in my community, you know, I, I think, um, I think we all have something we all can help this world be a better place and there's a lot of emotion right now and uh, a lot going on and i i'm i for me i'm so grateful to help others and i remind people yes can you can now i you now i can see you found dance magic can you share that dance magic with somebody else like because you don't know you know if you that and then it spreads that spreads far and wide that can spread around the world and i don't take that lightly where i'm like that one person go to another person another person another person, and the next thing you know they you know, it's had a positive ripple effect but i have seen you know especially in this day and age you can use art for negative stuff as well and you see a lot of things like that too so i really just want to encourage people to put out some positive um ripple effects in their communities because that it is real one small thing can change the course of somebody's life absolutely and then with you creating a community like five six seven broadway where you have everyone coming there under the guise of dance but when you and i spoke before you talked about how people will come there and of course it's for dance but there's so much more that goes into that. And then just yeah. a second ago, what I heard when you were uh, speaking and talking about um, being this talented performer, this artist as a dancer and people wanting for you to perform for them, but not really seeing you, not really seeing Joseph and your mm. individual identity aside from dance. If you had to describe for listeners who Joseph is aside from dance. There, there's your identity as this amazing, accomplished dancer. But who is Joseph aside from that? Mm. How would you describe him? I would hope that people see me as kind, kind, uh, <laughs> full of emotion. <laughs> um, yeah, and supportive, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's hard. It, that's a great question. I do. I'm. I, I dance is a big part, and dance will always movement will always be a big part of of who I am. So I even beyond dance, movement. I'm constantly moving. My husband last night was like, <laughs> we were talking, and I was dancing just like while we were talking. He's like, why are you dancing? I'm like, we've been together 14 years, 15 years. I'm like, you know that this. He, but sometimes he's like, oh my god, just sit still. Uh, but yeah, you know, and fun. I love laughing. I love laughing. I love connecting to people, and but I also too love to be um, by myself. So you know, it's important for me. I've, I am kind of an introvert in a way, so. I, uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's hard to talk about stuff like that. Like, what do, you know, you know, and I I don't know why, (laughs) because you know what? You are not someone, this is the second time we've spoken. You are not someone who comes across at all, like communicating. You articulate yourself so well, like that's something that is, is a challenge for you. You just, you seem really comfortable with it. So I'm surprised to hear that. (laughs) I can get, yeah, I can get like. I dance has been that that's the thing that's why I love what dance dance helps me uh connect to people and uh, that's why I love the arts Art, the arts does connect us it kind of gets us it dance got especially got me in touch with myself and allowed me to connect with others when I mm-hmm. would it dances the way I communicate 
some you know sometimes when i don't know how to talk dance is the way when i feel like i'm you know people your listeners can't see but i'm, I'm giving a lot of a physical things as i'm saying this but like the thing that i'm thinking now is like there is those times when i just i don't want to talk and i feel kind of angry and upset or like just don't know what's going on there's probably something i need to deal with and then i go to i dance and it a lot makes just uplifts me so it takes me from this like contracted in feeling to being open and saying oh yeah that was going on there was oh now i see what i needed to deal with so yeah i'm grateful that dance does that because i don't think you'd want to be around me <laughs> i don't Ooh. A, oh, thing. I don't even want to think about it. Don't even want to think about it. Uh, oh, wow. So the, this, the great thing about all of these different layers that you're given today during this conversation is I can only imagine now, because wait, now how long have you been doing 567 Broadway? So with 567 Broadway, about eight years now with creating that okay. and teaching and going with that idea, that dream. So, so before I get into questions about that, yeah, tell everybody who's listening about the magic of Five Six Seven Broadway. Tell them what that is. Tell them about that. Yeah, so I created a dance fitness program called Five Six Seven Broadway, which is a dance fitness class to Broadway music, but it's for adults. Uh, eventually, I get into doing a kids program, but this is really for adults. And I have people from 18 to 75 in my class, all different types of people coming together, sweating, dancing, having fun. Like you had said earlier, uh, it is an ex- I call it a workout experience because Broadway is theatrical and it allows you to tap into your creativity. When you're dancing to Chicago, the musical, you're like, ooh, am I Velma? Am I Roxy? You allow yourself, or a chorus line and a gold top hat, you allow yourself to, I want everybody to feel like they are a part of their Broadway dream, whether they had it or not, uh, allowing themselves to get into their creativity, but also taking care of your health and from your body and mind. But 567 Broadway has really evolved into what it wanted to become. And overall, it is a safe space for everyone to explore, to create, to sweat, to dance, whatever you're feeling, just to bring it to the virtual, I say virtual stage now, because uh, that's where that, you know, that's what I do a lot now with teaching virtually, but I created a workout video and a YouTube channel. I just love, I love creating in general in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And um, 567 Broadway has really, it is really who I am in a way. Like I'm a musical theater nerd, but also too, it's, it's a safe space for me to create and get goofy with people and not feel judged for that, you know? Yeah, it seems like a, a really um, beautiful extension mm-hmm. of who you are because you have so many different extensions. But this one, I think, um, from the ones that I've seen, it's unique and special in that on the level that you are, in, when it comes to being such an accomplished artist, you've found a way to do this. Well, I don't care where anyone is in terms of it. You, you could be like me. <laughs> complete and total novice you could be here yep or you could be anything all the way upwards there's there's a space for them within yep. what you do so now here comes my questions because I know since you've been doing this for eight years and you talked about some of the layers within yourself in which uh, dance has been therapeutic for you and you've mm-hmm. been able to express beyond that what are some of the things that you typically see with people that you have to deal with before you even get to them being comfortable with the idea of being in your class. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've learned to obviously give people a space and to 
experience what they need to experience. Uh, I love talk when it, we were doing classes in person. I would talk to students if they were new prior to class and just kind of get a feel. And you know the 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 thing that has helped make Five Six Seven Broadway what it is is the community. They they really support one another. They show up for one another, even virtually. They do that. I have students now from all around the world, and they show up for each other. Not only you know, and it, it's been wild to experience that. I would never imagine I'd experience it in that way. Uh, but you know, I think dance you're, is emotional. Like dance is emotion. Like we, that's kind of that's the whole thing of it so it but you know usually <laughs> especially with five six seven broadway it is a joyful it is a joyful experience but also too you there are those days you you're not feeling it but you're like i'm gonna show up and i'm just gonna do what i can today and i always encourage people what can you do today don't doubt the don't and don't compete against the person next to you even virtually well how can you show up today for yourself and um what do you need to bring to the dance floor because whatever you're feeling bring it to the dance floor you're happy dance you're sad dance you're angry especially dance like you know i think that's the thing is creating a safe space for those emotions and i've had to learn obviously not to attach myself to it all because sometimes (laughs) i used to in the beginning um see people and i wouldn't i would assume that they didn't like class like i was like you know but honestly but it was really they were going through their own thing and some of those students that i thought didn't like class have been my most devoted students that have showed up for years so i've learned a lot myself too to just kind of not assume don't assume just remember and i've learned as well like you never know what it took to get that person to to come there you don't know what's going on in their life maybe they lost a loved one maybe they're not feeling so well in general and it to just get into the car when i was doing classes in person to get into the car and go there or even virtually just to click play you don't know what it took for that moment and I, I i for sure do not take that lightly and that is why i've continued over the years to show up i stopped performing for a little bit um because i needed mm-hmm. i knew it needed me to be there every week for them and i didn't want anything to distract me from that and i didn't want to take away and i you know i have and it's been it's been really incredible to see what it, it by doing that what it would grow into and it it's uh and it has still a lot more to do Oh, I bet. I mean, and that's that says a lot to have other jobs that you have to do outside of five, six, seven Broadway. But say, you know what? This community, I feel as though they need me here because something you said about basically holding a space for people so that when they're in your class, they can occupy their own space on their own, at their own pace, in their own time. That sounds to me like something that you had to tread as well, because I can only imagine what it must be like to show up for a Broadway performance. People don't know what's going on in your life. Everybody, they're there because, you know, you guys are doing things as a team. You have whatever your choreography is. Every This person's here. That person's there. How has it been to manage that machine and still create a space for Joseph? in all of that i can't even imagine just with you saying that that's a lie yeah you you self-care <laughs> self-care is really important <laughs> and that that again that's a journey sometimes you're like you now, know what what is <laughs> I, I have to ask you when you say self-care 
what is your go-to? What is like the, the, the top? Because I know people are listening. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're connected to what it is that you do. And I, first of all, I totally appreciate your transparency and the way you share your story. Sometimes coming to a space of connecting to your passion, whether or not that's your purpose, having that space that you're able to create for yourself and own with everything else going on around you. Yeah. What are the top three things that Joseph goes to? I mean, so before the, I'm going to say before the pandemic, because I've learned a whole new set of things during the pandemic, like most of us have. But before the pandemic, I was around people a lot and I felt uh, I really had to learn to take time for myself because it would uh, if I needed to refuel with quiet time and like mm. and just alone and uh, and I love Joshua I'm in, in I'm in Los Angeles but uh, also we have a place in Joshua Tree California Joshua Tree is a high desert so beautiful here talk about quiet <laughs> like it is so quiet and I love that so I and people would probably be like wait you can actually you know do nothing and sit but i need that so that's been a really big one and also to really trying to practice to sit still for me mm. because uh I your husband to- is like yes he is sitting still <laughs> yes sit down i told you how long yeah. you gonna sit there at he, least 20 minutes i was laughing last night because we were playing monopoly we were playing monopoly and he was like what are you doing? I'm like, I'm dancing. I was like standing up and just like moving. And that's, that's how I work. But I also have, again, have had to really learn to do the opposite, which is a practice, which is a practice, but it helps refuel me. And, um, you know, even during the pandemic, I've had to, I am a people person. So to, in a way, like I really am a people person to have to really take, take that away was really tough for me and so i've really had to learn um i thank goodness for music music sound therapy has been like i call it sound therapy it always has mm-hmm. been sound therapy for me but i really need music to help soothe my soul and obviously again meditation i take this breathwork class uh with this guy named chris plord and he's amazing and he's been super helpful uh and so practicing practice i say practice because it is a practice uh, i'm not like oh yeah i do 20 minutes of meditation every day and i sit in silence like i'm like Ooh, i'm like Ooh, i gotta i gotta do i gotta do this but i've learned if i do do those things i have i do get refueled and uh and talking i have to talk a lot I do have to talk a lot about life and what's going on. And I, if I don't talk, woo, that's another thing. So if I'm not using movement to kind of get things out, but if I don't use my words and it gets stuck in my head, it is, it is not good news. It is not good news. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I always, there are some people who keep everything inside. I would explode. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I have to get it out. E- even if it's in for me, if I'm not talking, I'm a huge journaler because I'm a professional writer. Yes. So, yeah, if I, it, it's even if I'm not working on my own material, if I'm writing a book for a client or something, just being able to express in that way. But, yeah, we have a lot in common. And I am familiar with Chris Ploy. So I know exactly who you're talking <gasps> yes, about. Yes, Chris is amazing. Chris was my coach, too. I, I hired Chris as a coach for a while. And, again, really having to say, what do I need to help me through? And Chris was Chris Plord. So if anybody, if you know, if highly recommend Chris Plord, he's a, he's a coach and he was, he's been super helpful and his breathwork classes. They've just been the, when you know that things work, do them. (laughs) 
<laughs> like you're like that works do it and chris uh chris's classes have been super helpful to um help me in ways beyond what i'm used to with dance and with movement to really practice sitting still breathing taking time for myself but also to again like i love talking that's why it's been really helpful to talk in this way um but also talk with people that i trust and love and mm-hmm. get it out so um, i'm glad you and it makes sense that you would have a podcast if, you know with <laughs> with liking to talk so i love it absolutely absolutely i this is what i want to know because with everything that that you shared you so much has changed with you um of course since the pandemic for all of us but even when you describe your journey to where you are now what do you know about joseph corella today that you didn't know 10 years ago hmm that's a great question um <laughs> it's, it's kind of really <laughs> i'm just trying to dig in i want to I would say that I, I didn't. I guess I, I, I didn't know that I would know myself the way that I do today. I didn't. I kind of. There is some. I think being younger, I, I was like, I always think things are forever, and that's kind of a young mind mentality. Like, yes, this is now. Nothing's gonna change, and this is great, and I'm always gonna do this. And I think the thing is that I've. I, it's life is evolving, and I mean, these like, past couple of years have really helped acceptance for that uh but mm-hmm. i that i'm you know that i my life is evolving in ways i never imagined and that's exciting to me now that used to kind of scare me i like consistency but now i really <laughs> embrace uh i want to experience i've been feeling this more than ever which is exciting again because i want to experience life and i want to make the most memories i can in my lifetime yeah i want to make the most memories and in many different ways and um and yeah and continuing helping people and i'm excited to see what the universe continues to do for that and i want to continue being excited about that because i do believe the energy we put out there is the energy we're going to get back and um yeah and that i can calmly sit here (laughs) now too and not be like yeah 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 i can you know so (laughs) i'm excited Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I agree with you. I, I am a firm believer in you get back whatever energy you put out. Last yeah. question, and actually, it's, it's it's twofold. Okay. First thing would be, what's something that you've accomplished that you thought you probably wouldn't? I mean, five, six, seven Broadway. Well, I never thought that I wouldn't. It was just never. It was never an idea. I never imagined I'd be teaching. Like that was teach. I I really always thought I was going to perform for like on stage forever. Like when I was in New York, I was like, I'm never leaving New York City. And this is like and like I so I guess, you know, for me, I never imagined that I would be doing this. And that was never I'm a dreamer. I have dreams since I was a kid and that was not on my dream board, (laughs) but I'm so grateful for it. And here I am eight years later with that dream continuing to to get it out to as many people as I can in the world. And that's that's really again that's kind of the thing i'm really excited about with life is like what what else is on that dream board that i didn't that the universe put there that i don't know is is there so that's a, that's gonna i'm gonna hold on to that idea absolutely and what is something that you hope to accomplish that mm. you haven't done just yet hmm hmm 
<laughs> that's a that that's a really thought provoking question. Thank you. Um, You're very welcome. <laughs> you know, again, I feel I I want to give that up to the universe. That question, like I I I want to be. I'm excited for the unknown. I'm excited for the unknown and what the universe has in store for me to do on in this in this world and in my lifetime. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one to the universe and I'm excited to experience what that answer will be. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Man after my own heart. <laughs> everybody, everybody, <laughs> Joseph Corella here with us of five six seven Broadway. You have to let everybody know how they can connect with you, Joseph. Yeah, so you can find me at 567broadway.com and everything like on YouTube, 567broadway, social media, 567broadway, but everything is at 567broadway.com. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me there. I have a workout video, YouTube channel, uh, but again, it's 567broadway.com. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here with me on the grind to find until next time, or I'm hoping that there'll be a next time. Yes, I please. I would love to come back. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. You know, one of the things I love most about doing this show is having the opportunity to share the different perspectives that people have when it comes to how they've learned to connect to and see themselves. And the vision that we have for ourselves and for our life, it's something that's going to consistently change over time. You know, it's like a part of that evolutionary process. But at the end of the day, the most important thing any of us can do is take a moment to pause in all of the madness and do a self-check and make sure that the things around us, the, the people around us, the places that we go, the things that we watch and that we listen to, that those things are in alignment with how it is that we want to see ourselves. Because let's just face it, sometimes we're not exactly where we want to be, but in order to get where we want to be, be it mind, body, or spirit, we would have to create an environment that feeds and fosters what it is that we really want. So yeah, but that's it for content today. If you haven't already, you already know what to do. Log on to thegrindtofind.com. Click on feed to follow me. And also there are tons of links there for you to learn more about everything that's going on with the show. There's a link to Terrell and Michelle as well as so much more. So I hope everybody has an outstanding weekend. And like I always say, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings. Thank you.